The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. You're listening to Radio Wave Medjinomics. A friend of Medjugorje is not in the studio today. He's in Connecticut, Norwich, Connecticut, for talks where they fire the first shot and Medjugorje talk. Uh, if you're in the Connecticut area, you can look on medj.com for the information and join a friend of Medjugorje in person. Uh, today, we're taking from a talk that a friend of Medjugorje gave in Iowa a year ago, and we invite you to stay tuned and listen in on some just basic principles that a friend of Medjugorje repeats often in his in his talks. You might think, well, I don't need this. I'd rather hear about some up-and-coming thing that's, that's going on or about the issues of today. But we find ourselves here at Caritas always going back to our foundation, the foundation principles of Our Lady's messages. And every time we are presented with those principles, we can see in our lives where we are not necessarily 100% on base or things that we do need to change. And if we don't have that foundation right, then anything that we do, any decisions that we're making, even about our financial 
situations or where we're going to live or all a myriad of other decisions that are confronting us these days, we won't get those decisions right. So it's always good. It's always prudent to check out our foundations, what we're uh, living our life on. And as always, a friend of Medjugorje is right on target with uh, giving this advice and bringing us back to what's important and how to look at our worldview in order to make those right decisions. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje uh, speaking in Iowa, February uh, 2013. Thanks for being here. We never know what we're going to speak about. We always, uh, a lot of times we're starting Medjugorje or one of the radio programs. I said, what do we need to talk about? And uh, often the, the subject takes itself. Scriptures relates that uh, not to worry about when you're hauled in front of the assemblies. Uh, don't think about what you're to say. I know once when I first started this, uh, I was at one of our Catholic churches and invited to speak to the altar sodality. And I really had to fight about what I was going to talk about. And so I'd been trying to get an uncle to go to Medjugorje forever. Or I'd only been in about a year and a half at that point. My forever was. But anyway, uh, he was not interested. But he ended up turning, coming to this event after Mass. So I found myself at communion really fighting to say, well, you, what are you going to say? You can't just go up there and be blank. So anyway, I was downstairs and just started spilling out everything. And then at one point I just said, people will go to Hawaii and they won't go to Medjugorje. <laughs> and so I did the show and, I mean, the, the talk and everything. And afterwards, he came up to me and said, why did you say Hawaii for us? I said, I don't know. He said, I just bought tickets to Hawaii. i got to go cancel that now. And he went to Medjugorje. <laughs> so you never know what the Holy Spirit has to say if you try to figure that out. You won't say what you're supposed to say. Mother Teresa once said, when she was asked by a journalist, how does she do what she does? She says, never try to be too organized. When the Pope comes somewhere, it's so structured, it's so organized, there's no person can get to him and touch his cloak. And that's one thing of our society. We're too structured. We're too organized. We're too conditioned to think a certain way in the box. And you can't get out of that box if not... Or if you do, you're going to be crushed. This is the way we do it. This is the way the attorneys do it. This is the way the judges do it. This is the way the teachers do it. This is the way we do it at work. And I'm not talking about anarchy and rebelling against that. I'm just talking about pulling back from the system and think different. It's Our Lady's message she picked for you tonight that says, More than ever, Our Lady doesn't exaggerate. She doesn't embellish her words. If you went and sat by one of these people in this restaurant, you would hear them putting forth their story with embellishment to try to convince you or to show you their way or what they want you to be or what they want to convey to you. We just do that on a human level. Our Lady is way under what she says. What you read, ink on paper, can't be grasped to the depth of the words she means it without prayer. And that's why she says, you must pray to comprehend my message. Otherwise, it is ink on paper. That was a big revelation to me when I started going to Medjugorje. I bought the line. I heard the priest saying, Ale is just saying the same old thing. She's, she's just repeating the gospel. And I felt, you know, I've got to go back to my business. I was listening to them rather than listening to the message. I think it was my seventh trip. I walked across the fields from that point after I heard that statement, thinking, well, it's time for me to just go back to my, my company. 
Uh, I'm letting it wane. I shouldn't be doing that. And so I walked across the fields, grabbed some weed off the, the stalks. I was rubbing it, blowing the chaff off. Went to Viscus. And along the way, I started thinking about Medjugorje in a different way. I started seeing things out of the box of what we were being told and how we were being conditioned to look at it. Instead of looking at Medjugorje, how a lady was trying to condition us to look at it. And so when I was born the chef off, I remembered about the scriptures about the apostles, how they did the same thing with Jesus and, and picking the wheat and eating it and blowing the chef off. And it, and it started looking at Medjugorje maybe more biblical. I got to Visca's house, sat down on the steps, and I heard her speak to the pilgrims in creation, and they heard in creation. They had somebody there simultaneously translating from Croatian into German. Another guide would stop after that and translate from Croatian to Italian. And another from Croatian to English. And it really struck me that on Pentecost they heard in their own native tongue what Peter was saying, that this was Bible. There's something about Medjugorje way bigger than what I, know I, I was discovering at that point. But I wasn't praying to comprehend it. I began to go to both mountains when I was there to say to Our Lady, tell me about the message. Help me grasp the message. Help me understand the message. And I began to see everything differently. The simple, repetitious chatterbox, what I've heard even priests say of Our Lady, became something much more profound. And so when she says, I've come and give messages as never before in the history of the world since this beginning. I thought, wow, I'm really missing something. So I went more into the messages. And so when I hear a lady say to you tonight, like never before means like never before. There's something unique happening. 98 or so, our lady says, you're in a particular time. That means something unique, something that's never happened before. Why? Because we've never had the gadgetry, the idols, the gods that we have today, even in pagan days, even on Mount Carmel with Elijah, as we do today. If we just had everybody spending the same amount of time in prayer as they do in following their cell phone, the world would change. Our lady's got a lot to tell us. And we're hooked and we're crooked by untruth. And so she said tonight, live my messages. Don't let anybody ever say to you, this is just a simple repeat of the Gospels. Even Cardinal Ratzinger, now Pope Benedict, now resigning, said of the third secret of Fatima that we cannot be confined to sterile repetition of the scriptures. I was shocked by those words. Sterile repetition of the scriptures. And we must move away from the negative, negative connotation of private revelations, which is what Our Lady's doing. Her words are private revelations. Public revelations are the scriptures. And he's referring to them as a sterile repetition. If anything, we say, are they saying the same old thing? Benedict 
Ratzinger at the time is saying, we can't confine ourselves to sterile repetition of scriptures. We must move away from the negative view of private revelations to invigorate public revelation. Of course, private revelation ceased with the death of John, the last apostle. Our Charlie's come to bring us her gospel, of Jesus' gospel. When you look at everything in that context, everything changes for you. Your politics, your views, your solutions, your financial situations, what land is about, what your home's about in a subdivision, everything changes. So our lady says, live my messages so that light may illuminate your heart and fill your hearts. Fill your hearts with what? Truth. We don't know truth. We don't understand truth. And therefore we live in untruth. We're not happy. We're chasing the wrong things. We're trying to continue business as usual. And business as usual is not going to be continued like usual. It's going to change. Light, our lady's not coming here 31 years to give us the same thing that we're sick of. Who's happy? My wife and I, we always get off the beaten trail. We were in Mexico. We'd done that one time in Israel. We'd been walking across fields, empty fields. I knew where Capernaum was. I knew Sea of Galilee was off these mountains, and we just, we just hightail it down through there. We were off the beaten path. Just the same kind of terrain Jesus was. It was beautiful. Later that day, we go to a taxi. We find him. We come back to another area, and he asks what we've been doing. He says, you're crazy. I said, I know a lot of people say we do that. We always go to the beaten path. He says, no, you're crazy. There's mines all over this place. You, you should be killed by now. But in Mexico, we did the same thing. We was off the beaten path, and we got in this poverty-stricken area. And we saw a little brick house, probably 12 by 12, and kids playing in the dirt and a curtain for the front door. And they were just waving, and the kids were waving, and they were just, they knew we were Americans, and they knew we'd rented a Jeep. But what we began to see these little impoverished, so depraved people was happiness. Really joy. You can see it. And so we think the loss of what we have now will bring us to sorrow, but it won't. Being close to the soil, being agrarian, is will bring something to us of what we all know at some time in your life when you worked with the soil or you just had a garden or whatever came from that, you felt some kind of consolation because to be agrarian brings that. Speaking across France, I never see the godly people I see as I do in the farming region. People are more godly there. Why? Because they have to depend more on God for what they get. Occupation that God ordained is not carpentry. The only occupation he ordained is agrarian, is the soil. So this is where Our Lady brings us. Not just to confine us to the soil, but because we need this. We have to have this. And so they fire the first shot. After people read this, everybody's thinking about land in a different way. Is land just to make money on? Is farming just to make money and profit from? Or is it a way of life? Subsistence living. I don't care whether you're a doctor, you're a scientist, 
You can be these things, but we have to be closer to the soil. Fortunately, you're in a region where most people are, and that's around you. But even in that, we're so far away from it for our daily upkeep that we're in jeopardy. Something happened tomorrow and the economy collapsed. What are you going to do? Are you going to eat? We've got people raising cattle that never eat their own cows. They go to the grocery store and get it. And most people don't even know where that, that comes from. It's amazing. You know, or people in the Bronx don't. We had somebody from the Bronx visit us one time. We had a baby deer in the yard. We said, he said, what, what, is that, what does that deer eat? We said, milk. He said, where does it come from? The trees? <laughs> we looked at this guy like, you're, you're really kidding us, aren't you? No. Later we show him a cow. We're going to eat this one. He says, gross. We said, what are you talking about? He said, what are you talking about? We're going to eat this thing. We said, where do you think steaks come from? He says, the grocery store. He really meant this. So there's a loose connection in our culture. You would think they'd get this from at least some kind of discovery channel or something they're watching, but they don't even watch that. But we have a, a system of life that we built that God, Our Lady has said to us, that you built a whole new world without God as if you're your own creator. So man creates everything. God creates nothing. And we lose respect. And we grow in, in, in gratitude spirit of our life and we don't see where we need to go to so we're blind so when I says to illuminate you before Medjugorje to where you are now do you feel like you've been illuminated and these messages are wisdom they do illuminate you're thinking different than you did from a year ago two years ago five ten years ago ten years ago you're a fool compared to now Ten years from now, you'll be a food today. So our lady's got a lot to reveal still yet to us. A lot of things we haven't seen. You can tell something to somebody or teach them all you want. They can get the knowledge here, but until they lived it, they can never understand it. I know a lot of things about our lady. Maria once was in a bedroom in, in 88, and she told, she gave me a private message, and she says, there was something about this going to happen there in the future, still yet to come. And our lady, three or four day, nights later, said that there's, I, she said, I want to teach you more what sacrifice means. And I want you to offer these sacrifices for this intention. My reaction was, what is she going to teach me about sacrifice? I'm in the Padre Pio. I'm in the mortification. I'm in the renunciation. I was into what the saints were doing. And I was doing these things. What is she going to teach me about that? I had no idea of how unilluminated I was of what sacrifice and what it really means. Our lady says the greatest sacrifice is love. And it's tough to love when those around you or those who you deal with or whatever you may be doing, don't love. In fact, you become their enemy. But that's even mild to deal with. When a lady starts dealing with you, and you all know it, and if you're following her, you all suffer from it. Because you must. You must go through the experiences. So as she said here, I need your works 
not your words. Thank you for having accepted my messages and for living my messages. Pray to be my sign. You can't be her sign if you haven't suffered. You cannot be her sign if you just have knowledge of the message. You got to have a living experience of suffering, of mortification. Not what you do on yourself, but what's even often imposed on you. Our lady told the villagers, God is testing you through your daily life, state and life, through your chores. And that's not mild, and that's not pleasant. To the degree you give yourself to a lady will be to the degree you suffer. So don't wonder, why do these things come my way? You have to have that because she's got to purify you. You think she's going to let you come into a new world like Noah in the flood with that, what he did going throughout the, the flood? How much did he suffer? Ridicule. I can just see the wine and cheese parties over the hill watching the ark in the middle of nothing. And how much they laughed at him. And that's no big deal. But he was having gruel do it day in and night, day in and night, while they enjoyed their life. And everybody out there is just enjoying their life like there's no tomorrow. Woe to them. When you look at them, you see, man, they don't have any idea what's going on. But there's a lot more illumination you still need. And lady here is, is still here with us. And the purpose of her being with us is to teach us. You listen to me, she says. She would not be saying that. She cannot say that in an exaggerated form. More than ever. Unless she means more than ever. Her words carry the gravity that the weight of prayer put to it. Freeze your spirit, illuminate you, and see things you could never see before. Oh, you can get married and you can have these dreams, but when you do it, it's a whole different ball game. The experience and the ideas are two different things. Experience is everything. Ideas are flowery. Oh, we're gonna get us some land, we're gonna do this, we're gonna sweat your brow. That's experience. That's so all ladies come to teach us this. We can't go anywhere. The more we, the more we make ourselves available to our lady, the more we see she uses us. If I don't have this book, a case of these books in my truck when I go out, I don't run across anybody. As much as when I have the case there, that I run across everybody. You put it out there, God will cross paths. You're fasting. You're praying. It happen. I got on a plane today, coming down from my flight from Birmingham to Detroit. We're on the smaller plane for Delta. I'm in the second 2A seat. This uh, girl I noticed, she gets on. Her husband was with her, but they didn't sit together. She sat on uh, 1B right in front of me, and her husband went to the back. Well, she suddenly got sick before we even took off. I thought they were going to make him pull her, pull her off, and I'm seeing the whole situation. A guy sitting next to me. So she gets off the plane, actually sits on the steps outside, and she's shaking like this. So I tell the stewardess, I says, um, I'll give her my seat. I'll move to the back. Let this guy next to me move to the first seat. And, of course, she didn't understand. I had to repeat it. And so anyway, the guy next to me says, no, 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 you sit up there. And I says, no, no, I'll go to the back. And 
we'll give her a seat. And they both said, husband and wife to sit together. He says, no, no, you sit there. I said, okay, fine. So I sit there. The guy goes to the back. The, the couple goes behind me. I begin to think she's sitting behind me. Maybe it's because he's afraid she's going to vomit or something. <laughs> I mean, they get the short end of the stick instead of the first seat. He was thinking ahead of me. But I hadn't been in the stand very long, and the guy next to me starts talking to me. And we go on this big conversation. And after an hour and a half, we've gone through the Virgin Mary. We've gone through everything. I give him, they fired the first shot. He was grateful. He, he had some, his wife had died two years ago. He has his own cemetery. I was talking about our cemetery, our way of life, everything. And he just said he didn't want any other relationship. He wanted to keep what he had with his, with our, with his wife, which I admired that fidelity. I said, we believe the same way. He was Episcopalian. But we had a wonderful conversation. I was supposed to be there. God will put you where you need to be if you're living his way. And again, that was a friend of Medjugorje in February of 2013, kind of giving us more of a, of a, more of a basic understanding of arriving at the thoughts that, uh, where we are today. And uh, again, as Joan was saying at the beginning of the broadcast, you can't begin to change your life. You can't begin to change your outlook or to know which direction to walk without getting the basic understanding of how to arrive there. And so what a friend of Medjugorje just shared with us uh, kind of explores that in, in more of, a, in more of, a, of a, a life experience of having gone through the experience and arriving at the uh, capacity to understand more about Our Lady's messages in regards to uh, the world, in regards to politics, in regards to finances and the economy, and in regards to the changes that people need to make in their life uh, for the future. And so, again, we just, we're offering this to you to help strengthen you in your walk with Our Lady in a special way during this time. And also joining us as well as Frank. Frank, are you available? Yes. So, the um, talk which was given last year is very pertinent to the message that we just got on the second of the month. And um, a friend of Medjugorje certainly had cognition to be able to see even back then that there was there was more to the message that it it wasn't just simple repetition if our lady is telling us every thursday to read this verse in matthew there there's something that that we need to understand about how do you not worry about what you wear or what you eat well it's impossible in the current system uh the system allows for tyranny and tyranny makes it a much greater anxiety of of how you're going to do these things. And in God's system, it doesn't say that not to worry, not to do anything. There is something that we have to do, and that's to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's what Our Lady has come to do, is to show us that we need prayer and fasting. We need to be in tune with these godly principles, pray without ceasing, she's asking us to do in order to be able to hear from God so that we know how to put ourselves in a position so that these things don't cause anxiety, how we're going to eat, how we're going to take care of ourselves. And so, um, so this is the important thing that, that, um, this is not time to be taking trips to wife, you know, for vacation. It, this is what the Holy spirit will speak to us. If, you know, we're open to the message, if we'll, enter into Our Lady's invitation to live the messages, we'll see that there's much more to the message than just simple repetition or adding more prayers. 
that um, it's necessary to remove things from our life that uh, will allow us to hear from God and prepare in the way that we need to prepare so we don't have to worry about um, what we'll eat or what we'll wear or, you know, the things that um, the world is seeking. And, and what Frank is doing in his mission, uh, of course, with the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje around that a friend of Medjugorje designed and Frank distributes this is, uh, of course, this is the whole inspiration and birth of the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Silver Round is an inspiration that came through the messages of Medjugorje. It may, it, it's a, it's an, it's a concept, an understanding, if you will, uh, that at the time that it was released, those who were praying, those who were really trying to go into the messages saw clearly the understanding of it when a friend of Medjugorje wrote, it ain't, the book, it ain't gonna happen. Uh, the book very clearly spells it out through what Our Lady has shown in her messages that uh, this was a, a direction to walk as something that was being offered to us as a, as a, as a uh, something that will help us in this time as a temporary means. And uh, those who, again, were into the message and praying understood it and saw it very clearly for what it was. And so that's what Frank, of course, does in his, in his mission. And uh, those of you who are interested in that or may looking towards that, uh, there you can get in touch with Frank. Frank, if you want to give your contact information in a couple of words as well. Yeah. Um, the way to contact us is toll-free 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website's globalsilverinvestors.com. And this is a very important writing, and this is a very necessary thing to do, to not worry about these things and um, and the, the need to get into community and into land, which is the NAFIRE, the first shot, 2012, is, is very important as well. But we did get some, some information released from the Silver Institute last week on uh, silver supply and demand for 2013. These numbers just came out. In, and what we see in this report is is that the demand has increased to the highest level at 1.08 billion ounces per year of demand, and a 13% increase over 2012. And that supply had decreased, so we have the biggest deficit since 2008, another time where, where silver had bottomed. And uh, I think we have 24 million less ounces in scrap that came to the market. And so... This is exactly Our Lady's message that through prayer and fasting, the laws of nature can be averted because the, there's no natural law that you have a greater demand than supply and the price goes down um, when there are really no world-known inventories that, um, that would make any sense to have an open interest of 500 million ounces in comics. So the reason for the price decline is, is that there were more paper sellers than paper buyers in a make-believe market that is supposed to decide the price that has nothing to do with reality. And um, I, I'm not trying to confuse anybody, but this is, um, it's just obvious if there's a greater demand than supply and the price is going down that something's, something's being manipulated. And the other news that came out this week is that the London fix would, they ceased to fix the price for the first time in, um, I don't know how many, over a hundred years has been going on since um, the London fix, at least since the 19th century, that they'll no longer fix the silver price in in the London fix, and this will take place on August 14th this year, or the vigil of the Feast of the Assumption of Our Lady into Heaven. 
Mm. And um, so there must be a reason that they they have to do this. And I know by the numbers of the Silver Institute that um, it's supernatural that that uh, that people aren't seeing this. Then Our Lady comes and. Well, we just talked about this at the conference, and we just talked about it on the Medjinomics show. She comes the next day and says, very few understand. Small is the number that understand. And, you know, I think, inspired by the Holy Spirit, I, I have said that it is um, astronomical how small the number is of people that understand physical silver and the need to get into physical silver. And again, uh, those of you who want in touch with Frank, uh, his information, of course, is uh, is on his website, globalsilverinvestors.com, with his toll-free number and email address. If you've paid very close attention to what a friend of Medjugorje said in the excerpt that we played for you earlier, you would understand that what he was speaking about in the beginning part was about his, his understanding of Medjugorje came through his diving into the message. And this is in the middle of the 1980s. At that point in time, there were... There was really no one else in the world who was really going into the message of Our Lady. They were speaking about the Medjugorje experience. They were speaking about the signs and the conversions and the healings, which were, which are, in fact, wonderful things that God had granted and is still granting. Uh, but uh, a friend of Medjugorje was really alone in seeking to go into the message itself. And so the understanding of that, uh, the understanding of uh, what to do with your finances, your home, your future, your homestead, your family, politics, the church, everything, uh, it came, everything that he has been speaking about over the past uh, 28 years has been gra- rooted and grounded in the message itself. So if there's any invitation that we would like to extend to you, it's to go into the message. Go to medj.com, the website. Go download each one of the booklets that are free. Each one of those booklets there are free. Download those and get into the message of Our Lady. Expand your understanding. Expand your capacity for Our Lady to be able to show you more about the message. And then when things happen in the world and events take place, you'll understand clearly the take on how to understand it. You'll understand which direction to, to, to walk with it or your opinion on how to think about certain events. Again, all of these things could be understood through the message. And so that's an invitation that we extend to you is to uh, go download all of those uh, booklets that are there, all the books that are there, listen to the past radio wave shows. Uh, there's, a, there's several hundred there and uh, get into the message and expand your capacity. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, we love you. We wish you Our Lady. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered.
It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.